Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate the transformation, joy, inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives, hosted by myself, thank you, architecture aficionado and principal of Podfather Media, Tom Dioro. For our guest today, we welcome... Lisa Skelly. Lisa Skelly is one of the founders and principals of Hughes Skelly Gallery. You can find them on the web at HughesSkellyGallery.com. Hello, Lisa. Thank you and welcome to your show today. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Lisa, tell us how you became involved with the, with the gallery and uh, even, well, let's just backtrack a little bit. What, you know, do you have a, a prayer or a quote or a mantra or something that you live by or something you can remember that's really galvanizing in your life that kind of carries you even today? Well, I have to tell you, I have a lot of really beautiful sayings and beautiful mantras that have helped throughout my life as far as inspiring me and also guiding me into directions of the future. And so when I took over the gallery three years ago from Deborah Hughes and she passed the torch to me and I call myself the steward of her legacy and the gallery has been here now since 1998, Deborah founded the gallery and I keep her close by my side. But I thought that very same question that you're asking me, I thought, what do we want to say, what is our mission statement? What speaks to me as far as carrying this gallery forward into the future and sailing into the future with Deborah? So the mantra for the gallery is a rising tide lifts all ships. And I do believe that, and it, and it could mean a lot of different things, but I think the more we lift each other up, the more we all rise up. And so that is really important to me to lift others up and that we all benefit when we all work together. Lisa, is that something that you've kind of backed into, experienced, or where do you think that kind of comes from in your life personally? I just think that what it comes from is that I've always found that life is more rewarding and more special when you share it with others and when you when you lift others up. Aren't we all looking for you know, validation and, and like we're on the right path and that we, and that someone cares. And so when you care about somebody and they feel it, I think that they rise to the occasion and they give you right back, even though you didn't ask for it. So that's, I think it it always comes back to you, whether you, you know, whether you're most of the time not expecting it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I noticed even in your gallery from the entrance to being in it, it's very welcoming. 
because a lot of galleries, at least in my experience, they're a bit put offish or not that they're rude. Actually, people are very nice, but there's not a, a sort of warmth and a welcoming. But I notice it looks like there is one. Is that kind of by design that you have that sort of invitation without formally inviting? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I love that you noticed that when you came in, because it's very important to me that people feel very welcome and have an experience when they come in here. And I feel oftentimes like I'm a docent, you know, like I'm a, you know, I just want to share the beauty of the art and I don't expect people to come in or pressure ever pressure anyone to, to buy things. So I think people are getting the feeling as we go into the future that when they come in here, that we really want them to just come in and enjoy the art with the beauty should be shared with everybody. You know, like, so, so that's what we do. We share with everybody and we want people just to come in and enjoy the artwork and be, be inspired. I used to come here as a budding young plein air artist. This was my favorite gallery to visit and get inspiration. Yeah. So now I own the gallery and it's, I took over and it's the gallery that I used to come to was my favorite gallery. So, and now it's mine. Isn't that isn't that so strange? Isn't that wonderful and surreal? No, I think it's awesome. Let's touch on that again. If you can recall maybe even your first or first few times that you came to the gallery and, you know, how, what you felt, if you can recall, and tie it even into now. Like, what did you think or feel when you first see, saw the gallery? So starting out as a plein air artist and becoming enamored with plein air art, which means going out and painting from real life, taking your easel and your paints out and painting from real life, there aren't very many plein air galleries specifically focused on plein air artwork. So when I found Deborah Hughes Gallery at the time, every time I would come down to Southern California, because we, we used to live up in Northern California, and so I'd come down here to visit family, and I'm like, oh, I got to go stop by the gallery and see what's new at Deborah Hughes. And it was like a little treasure hunt to see like what, you know, what's new, what's inspiring. And inevitably, every time I left, I was like, I need to go paint now. Now I need to go out and paint and like, and just get I just was completely filled with inspiration every time I came in here because they have some of the top plein air artists in the country in this little treasure chest of a gallery. And I was loved this gallery so much. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I hope it's open. I hope it's open when I would drive by. And then and uh, when I was lucky enough to get in when they were open and uh, come treasure hunting and for inspiration. What's your idea of this? This is my take. And I've, there's no right or wrong answer of creativity and discovery oh. as an artist mm -hmm. maybe not so much is one more important or less and less important than in the other but how much does each play as an artist the creative and then the discovery gosh that's this is a fascinating question i've never, never been asked this question before but tom i think that first comes the discovery so the discovery when you're an artist or a plein air artist in particular, let's say I was going out on location and looking for that, looking for that inspiration. What do I want to paint? So I'm out there and I discover this amazing scene that makes, takes my breath away, let's say. And you're just like, oh, look at that. And it's usually because of the way the light is playing on a particular scene and a particular vista or whatever it might be that takes your breath away and makes you go, oh, that's the scene right there. That's the moment. That's like, that's, and then how do I create that moment or how do I, how do I interpret that moment in paint on canvas 
and capture this moment with my take on it and my like how my inspiration of this this view that I just saw that made me stop and take notice and so how do I capture that moment in time in my own voice and so getting that creativity is after discovery in you know in my my sort of journey with you know like finding something a beautiful scene and then I discover it and then how do I create that to depict that mo- that moment so interesting question gosh i've never thought about that Tom. you know like discovery and creativity so thank you on that creativity do you think there is such a thing as co-creating with nature as well and that nature may provide you that discovery and your own imagination is that sense of discovery but then you're creating not just from your own voice and your own mind but actually this may sound a little um <laughs> reaching but it co-creating like nature and you kind of become inter- interdependent oh, on well, the output. I think that's a pretty profound statement of, of life in general that we're all creating always, you know, that we're creating our existence. So when you asked me to be on Modern Architect, I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. So what do I have to bring to Modern Architect? But then I realized that we all are the architects of our own life and I'm designing an experience when you come into this gallery i'm designing an arch i'm the architect of my life i'm designing my life if we're so lucky enough to see that and not just let life happen to us but we actually create the life that we want then i feel like you are creating more beauty in the world for all of us to co-create and so nature has a huge part in that and if anybody doesn't think that that nature is creating with us and that it ha- that we have a huge impact on nature and it on us and that we should I am not we should I don't want to be preachy but I'm humbled by it I'm humbled by nature and its power and its beauty and how much we affect it if we're not careful we have to be careful how we you know go through this world and you know treading lightly and taking care of this beautiful world we live in love it this is the modern architect radio show and podcast in KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM we're talking today with Lisa Skelly of Hughes Skelly Gallery in Balboa Island, California. You can find them on the web at HughesSkellyGallery.com. Lisa, that uh, you said that share the beauty of art, especially with, with people that come to your gallery. Is that like every day you, you have your mindset of like, I can't wait to see who comes through, who I can meet today, not just what it is that you do as a painter? Yes. You do. Okay. If you don't mind, share with us kind of what goes through your head to kind of get yourself ready for the day. Well, it starts when you wake up. Okay. So it starts with like envisioning, like making a difference or, or, or spreading that beauty in the world and that trusting and then trusting that those opportunities or those relationships are going to show up and that how do you show up for yourself and how do you show up for the world? And I think about that when I get up and how do I envision and trust that all that we cross paths with, all that I cross, all who I cross paths with is an opportunity, 
you know, so when we, when you and I crossed paths and, and we started talking and we're right, right outside the gallery and, uh, the studio space and we started talking and I was like, I loved your energy and you can really feel that when you talk to somebody, can't you? Like that they are like, well, this is a, a really cool person. I'm so excited to talk to him right now. I want to find out more. And then it kind of blossomed into us, you know, having this conversation today. So, yeah, I think about that in the mornings when I get up. Like, how am I going to show up today? Not every day. I forget sometimes. I'm not on point, you know, all the time. But how, because I really want to enjoy my life. And I want to spread joy to everyone that I meet and, you know, Mother Teresa has some of the most amazing sayings, you know, and then how can you, you know, have, is it help people leave happier after having met you? Something like that. It's not exactly, but you know, that you touch their lives in a positive way after they leave your presence, you know, don't let anyone leave your presence without you know, making it better or something like that. So, you know, she's, um, you know, how can you not love <laughs> any quote from Mother Teresa, like the, the saint of all saints? So That enjoy my life and bring joy to others. Share with us how you do it through your work, through your paintings. Oh, good question, Tom. <laughs> You're making me think today. You're really making me think hard today. Okay, so I started painting, and oftentimes I would think, how do I paint this? You know, how would I paint this? But it wasn't necessarily what I was passionate about. And I had heard from other artists, and because I've studied with many, many artists over the years, and you get these little nuggets and these little pearls of wisdom that you carry with you and you hear, you know, when you're exploring your own journey as an artist. And I heard oftentimes paint what you love. And so when I said, wait a minute, I've heard this so many times. Why aren't I painting what I love? And so what I love is the ocean. And so I love to paint the sea, the ocean, the waves, the big waves, capturing that energy in a moment in time, the light on the water, the light coming through the water. And so when I started doing that, is when I started getting noticed and I started getting response to my work and people could feel it because when you're painting what you love, it comes through in your work. And I just want to be a vessel for that. So as a vessel of that beauty and then it coming through me and then me creating the canvas, you know, creating the painting from that energy that comes through me because I love what I'm looking at and I want to express it. And that's when it really started to make a difference in my work. So, How's the progression been from the first, first moment that you began painting to even today? If I know that's asking maybe a, a too much, but if you can ex- describe the experience from the first moment or the first painting that you did to your most recent. Huh. Well, I've always, I've always been an artist, so I can't remember a time when I wasn't. So... So there was, there was a time, uh, my, my kindergarten class, this is a really funny thing. My mom made, made scrapbooks of all of our art, you know, in kindergarten, that's mostly what you did was art anyway. And so I did this cutest little chalk drawing and I'm a pastel artist. So this is kind of funny because 
pastels are, you know, pure pigment put into a form that looks like chalk, even though it's pure pigment. And so I had this cutest little dragon that was pink and green and it was cut out and it was taped. The tail was taped on because it had ripped off and you had to put the tail folded back into the scrapbook because it was sticking out <laughs> underneath. And I just remember going through my scrapbook when I got a little older and just seeing, you know, those little pieces of art and my favorite things that I liked to look at and look back on. But it's been a progression. And hopefully as an artist, you keep getting better and you get to another level and you're never done learning. And so you're never, you're never done getting to another level or trying to master your craft, I suppose, you know, like always looking to you know, like, what can I, how can I make it even better? And how can I make it even more beautiful and more, you know? And so I'm always working toward getting to another level. Go back to your, a vessel of that beauty. I don't know if you consciously think of this on a day-to-day basis, but would you describe yourself, your work, or those, you know, the people that you respect and revere as, you know, a vessel of the beauty of nature, beauty of oh. the open air? Yeah. Yes. So if a vessel is also a voice, like we have a vessel in this body, but the vessel is your, or that there isn't anything containing your voice, but if you can share your voice and put it into a two-dimensional piece of art, like that is really amazing. Like it's amazing to create that and to and to and that people respond to your voice is is beautiful even though that's not why you do it in general you don't do it so you're like to be validated or to be you know have fame or anything like that you're not working toward that you're working toward you know capturing a moment in time and being a vessel of that light and coming through you and the energy and the beauty of what you see in general for me that's what it is but it's and and people respond to it because it's your voice, but it's not, you know, that's not what you're looking for. You're not looking for it for that reason, you know, but it's really nice when other people feel something when you've painted a moment in time and that they respond to it and say that just touches me and I want to see it every day. I want to be inspired by that. I want to surround myself with that kind of beauty. And then they collect your work is really an honor. So, and I'm really honored when people, I had this one, this one young lady come in and my twin sister was here actually. And there was a wave that I did of a local, a local anomaly or a phenomenon, not a nominee, a phenomenon, the peninsula, Newport beach. And it's called the wedge. It's a famous place, famous surf spot and boogie boarding and body surfing and stuff like that. And when the wedge is going off, this huge wave gets pushed up into a wedge shape and it's absolutely stunning and people go to it there just to watch it when it's going on so I had painted this beautiful piece of beautiful day the wedge and she was so my sister put it in the window because she thought it would draw attention so this young lady came in and she's like I love this painting so much she had never collected an original piece of art ever and so this was her first original piece of art and so she came back to pick it up. She had put a deposit on it and she came back to pick it up and she walked it home 
Like she had to carry it because she wanted, she didn't want to get it with her car. She was like her first piece of art she was taking to put in her home. And she had, because Laura, my twin, she's like, well, could, would you like us to, you know, bring it to you? And she said, no, I want to walk it over the bridge. I want to take it home and hang it up. And I was so touched. And I was just like, well, how sweet is that? You know, that someone responded that strongly to something that I created and it, and it brings them joy every day. It was like, oh, it just melts your heart. That level of connection is just precious. It really is. This is The Modern Architect on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Lisa Skelly of Hughes Skelly Gallery in Balboa, Island, California. For more information, feel free to visit their website at HughesSkellyGallery.com. Steward of her legacy. Share with us how that matters and means so much to you. So... This is a great story. So I feel like I get to be a great storyteller today. So I'll make this first part short. The reason that we moved out, we were up in Northern California for 17 years and we lost our home in the 2017 Tubbs fire, you know, in Santa Rosa, actually. And so everything is gone. So we just said, okay, let's start a new adventure. So I'm like, you know, we don't, we can do whatever we want. We're not tied to anything. We, you know, I would love to move closer to family. So we end up here on Balboa Island. And so I hadn't painted in a while because, you know, we were dealing with everything after the fires and losing everything and all my art and all that kind of stuff. And so, and honestly, you know, it was a very freeing experience and very interesting, but I felt like, okay, let's, let's start a new adventure, you know? And so we ended up here. So I said, if I hadn't started painting in a few months, I'm going to sign up for a workshop through my favorite gallery, which happens to be on Balboa Island. And so I signed up for a workshop with, uh, through Deborah Hughes Gallery, which is now the Hughes Skelly Gallery, with a wonderful man. His name is Carl Dempwolf. And actually, his painting is on the wall behind me, on that wall right there. He's a, he's in his 80s. He's a, a profound uh, early California Impressionist painter, amazing painter. So the workshop was just a joy. So he says, I love your work. He goes, you're really good. You should be in a gallery. I'm going to talk to Deborah about you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Carl loves my work. This is awesome. I'm like, that's all I needed to hear was that Carl was, you know, like was just the thought that my work was great. And so, and what a wonderful man, a great storyteller. He has a story on the back of every one of his paintings. And so a couple weeks after the workshop, I get a call from Deborah and she said, Hey, I have a question for you. You know, give me a call back. So I'm, I called her back and said, Hey, Deborah, I got your message. This is, you know, Lisa, uh, what's up? And she goes, well, your work is beautiful. You're ready to be in a gallery. I'm ready to pass the torch. And I think you'd be perfect. And I go, huh? What? What just happened? I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting that. Here I am thinking she might ask me to put a painting in the gallery, which is, by the way, was completely full. So it was like, I'm like, wait, wait, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm honored. I have no idea what to say right now, except let's start a conversation. And the first thing I asked her was if I could keep her name. Because I said, nobody knows who I am. And I would be honored to be the new steward of your legacy at my favorite gallery. She goes, that's great, but you have to put your name on it too. And so then I was like, all right, 
So then we put our names together, and I said, and you have to hold my hand the whole way and stick by me (laughs) and teach me everything, you know, and uh, don't leave my side. And we've just become the best of friends, and we're just connected at the hip at all times, so as much as possible. But we have each other's backs. We just enjoy now that we, like she has someone now that is like-minded, and we have a blast working together, and we just really enjoy it. We have, and she just... She's one of those, like, let's just do it. And then we'll figure it out along the way. Like she has, she's a visionary. She's, she just has a a great, you don't meet a whole lot of artists that are also great at business, but she has a vision for business for her own path. And she's just goes nonstop. I don't know how she does it, but I'm happy to be her partner through it and be the steward of what she built to begin with because she had a vision to build this gallery and it has the top plein air painters in the country and they trusted her you know because it takes a bit you know to say is this gallery right for me and these top plein air artists said we trust deborah and we want her to represent us and and then i get to the honor of carrying that on and it's just an honor and i'm thoroughly grateful and so excited that we are now the best of friends as well as go through, you know, create the journey of this gallery together. My opinion is that I think being a great artist and even the business facet of it or the commerce facet there, again, there's interdependent. What's your thought on that? That you can do both, if not link them both together singularly. So talking about as far as talent, like as far as being a good business person, being an artist, being... Yeah, can like, you be both? I believe you can, yeah. but maybe there's... No, you cannot. No, I think I can. you can be. Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting how so many, let's say, of the talented actors of our time or even in the past are so talented at so many things? Yes. Yeah. And they have to figure out what they want to focus on. Dance or maybe, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, like where you see... You know, like where you love an actor's performance, let's say, and it really touches you. And then you find out that they have this amazing voice. You're like, how did they choose which direction to go in? You know, like which one spoke to them more? And now they're using both. You know, like, so I do think that, you know, like people underestimate their own talent. Like in in many ways, they underestimate or They don't think they have a talent. I hear so many people come in the gallery and they're like, oh, I couldn't even draw a stick figure. <laughs> And mine wasn't necessarily that I was naturally gifted or naturally talented. I just had the desire. So I wanted to be an artist and I was going to figure out how to be an artist because I loved it. And I loved, you know, escaping and creating. But I can sew, I can knit, I could, I play the flute. I like, I, you know, it's not what I focused on, but I can do it. And I love to dance. So, I mean, we will have a dance party later, but those, all those things, you can do it. You just have to not care, you know, that people are watching sometimes. <laughs> I love it. Back to the, I like that, uh, not care that people are watching. So when you're working <laughs> or you're painting, practicing your craft, where do you go? Is there a place that you go? when you begin in the process and when you're complete is there such a tangible place that you go 
Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't just happen. So there is a plan. <laughs> There's a plan. There's a plan. And the more you plan, the more success you'll have and the more the creativity and the freedom will come. If you plan to have a successful, let's say we're talking about a painting in particular, there is a plan and a method. And there is a sort of like I have a checklist in my mind about how, where's the light? What is this painting about? There's a there's several things that I think about in order to get into the the actual fun of creating and putting my voice into the painting. There is a process to start so that the chances of having a successful painting are more apt to happen. So definitely there's a plan. Is there anything that you'd like to share, Lisa, on your show today that we may not have touched on? Gosh, I don't know that there's anything in particular except that sharing the love with your fellow man and being inspiration to others, if you have that gift, I think I just encourage people to reach out and share their gifts, whatever they might be, because they all have a gift. You all have one. And so whatever that might be, and that to be kind to yourself, because you have to be kind to yourself first. So all that self-love, like be you know, sharing it with others, but it starts with yourself. You know, it starts with loving yourself and loving your path and being, taking time, you know, to nurture the peace within you, you know, like really like, I mean, we're all seeking peace and love and kindness and sharing that with others is a bonus that will come back to you. And I, I don't know what else to say about that, except that I feel so blessed. And I think there you go. That's the other thing is just like when you, when you remember to be grateful and you have gratitude, I think it's a really important part of my, and this isn't preachy again, this is just me. This is what I do. But I realized how much less I complained about or in my mind, you know, what was going on in the world when I focused on what I was grateful for. So, cause it's easy to get cynical and, and it's easy to get caught up in like what's, what's going on that's wrong in the world, which there's plenty of it. But when you folk start focusing on what's right and what you're grateful for, I think that it really helps you be that beacon in the world for positive change. And I hope that I hope that I could do that. <laughs> you definitely are. Lisa, it's been a real honor and pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Oh, I it is my pleasure and I am so honored to be here with you today and so speaking of grateful, I start my start my gratitude today with how grateful I am for you and for having me on your show. We're going to have you again. That's for, that's for sure. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Modern Architect radio show and podcast. Our guest today has been Lisa Skelly of Hughes Skelly Galleries. For more information, feel free to visit their website at Hughes Skelly gallery.com again that's hughes skelly gallery.com join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect artist engineer influencer or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities communities and lives thank you Are you an architect, designer, 
contractor, or engineer, Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect.